0: All right, uh, yeah, we have got uh, Cole Thompson on the line. We're going to talk about uh, 250 West Round Two at Oakland last weekend. Cole, man, thank you very much for uh, chatting with us again.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me again.
0: All right, a little different this time. I'm I'm a little farther away from you this time than I am. This is taking social distancing to the next level, but uh, uh, that won't happen this coming weekend. So we'll be seeing you this weekend. But let's uh, let's just talk about how the the day went. I mean traditionally, they say Oakland is soft and ruddy. I didn't think it looked like that, but was it like that when you saw the track? It was
1: um, It was challenging in practice, for sure. It had a lot of rust and stuff. I thought as the day went on, it, it got better, but it was definitely soft. It reminded me a lot of an East Coast track, just um, a lot bigger. Like uh, Layout-wise, there was a lot going on, a lot of rhythm sections. Um, even early on in the day, it was, it was tough to remember what jumps I needed to hit and kind of what timing I needed to get for those jumps. So the first two practices I think I was more so just trying to get all the jumps I needed to get down and then from there I started to put speed um, speed into it and then uh, by heat race I felt really comfortable with the track and then obviously heat race was good better than it was in Anaheim and then uh, made event, better but like it, it's just where I'm at right now. It's tough with being close to the top 10 but to get into that top 10 the group that's there right now is a really good group and those guys are dialed in with the machines dialed in with the fitness and with the track and stuff like that where I'm a little bit just off that and kind of just where I'm at with my riding with my fitness with the bike everything so all in all I think 12th was the best we could do um probably should have had 11th if I rode a little bit better but uh all in all 12th is uh acceptable for where i'm at and yeah we'll carry on
0: okay now now you mentioned the track like a couple of those rhythm sections looked a little bit uh a little bit awkward like a couple of the uh that one where you jump back over the start line kind of deal you jump the whole thing kind of land on the table and i don't know some of the stuff looked a bit weird but you mentioned um feeling are, are you actually when you say fitness wise where uh what do you think's the next step here for you are you working yourself into race shape kind of thing or what's uh what's up
1: Well, for me, like, you got to think I was not necessarily planning on racing. Uh, I was working on a deal to do something maybe next year just in Canada, uh, maybe even be retired. So I stayed somewhat active but not building up. uh, I had no base. Like, I took took a full probably six weeks of doing nothing, like absolutely nothing. Um, And then kind of when I started to plan, like, maybe I should do something this winter, maybe try to get into some supercrosses. Maybe I wanted to come back down here. That's when I kind of started training. But I know from even in the past, like, it's more so on the bike. Like, you can't replicate it in the practice track. you got to actually be on the racetrack doing it. Right. And I don't think my fitness is as bad as I'm thinking. It's just more so not breathing and being in that intense environment uh, under the light with guys around me. And I felt better this weekend, but still lacking that, that race craft, that quick um, you know in and out charging myself uh, for the full 15 minutes so we'll get there like I say it's just where I'm at right now every weekend that I get these laps in I get more comfortable get kind of building myself back up again I guess you'd say
0: right now I mean you always look like a rider who rides very relaxed now is that somewhere you're trying to get to? But I mean, everybody would say there's no way you can relax in the 250 class, even you know even more so than the 450. But are you just trying to get that feel, like you call it, I guess you want to call it racecraft kind of thing, just to get that intensity?
1: Yeah, I think just being more and more so in the main event when when it's 15 minutes kind of flat out, those guys that are from I'd say you know first to tenth that that group ahead of me, they're getting a full 15 minutes plus lap in, where I'm maybe at you know eight or nine minutes and then i start to drop off but this weekend in particular i was a little frustrated i was missing a lot of the rhythms um you know i'd either get one one of the half or one side of the track you know good for for the lap and then the other half i would mess up and then vice versa and i just wasn't putting my lap together in the main event but the track was tricky and kind of goes back to like i said like it was it was soft all day, kind of reminded me of, like the East Coast. I usually do really good in those settings when it's rutted and it adds a little bit more technical factor to it. But just like I say, just being you know off the uh, off the pace a bit and not hitting my rhythms, it really uh, made it tough.
0: Now, when uh, in watching it kind of thing, when when you see number 66 there, Chris Blows, I mean, when he came up here, you guys obviously raced arena cross and everything. Is that the kind of guy you say, okay, there's Chris Blows. So I got to go with this guy. Like, is that where kind of, I, I don't know, is it frustrating, you know what I mean, as he slowly creeps away kind of thing? Is that You must feel like you should be up there with him at least, right?
1: Yeah, well, no, not necessarily. Like, I mean, yeah, it's easy to look at that. Um, I had this conversation with my brother last night about it. And I said, you know, a guy like Chris Blows, so I, I have a lot of respect for him because he's, he's stuck with it. You know, he's done the arena cross thing down here. And like I was telling you, it's completely different in the fact that Canada supercross, I would say maybe isn't to scale like the U S is. So Chris is a good supercross rider in the U S he comes to Canada. It's maybe not the same tracks, you know, I might beat him here and there. And I did beat him here and there um, when he did come to Canada, but when you come to the U S it's, it's tough, you know, you're, you're racing guys like uh, even Vince Fries, I said, you know, he'd been in the 450 class for the last five years, putting in the lap, doing right. those main events, doing the repetition of starts. And for me, I've taken myself out of this, you know, intense environment for the last five years and kind of not necessarily been in hibernation, but just not to that standard of racing. So a guy like Chris Blows is definitely the benchmark right now to try to get up to him at the end of the year. But, I mean, at the same time, he's riding good. You know, he was ahead of me in the heat race, and he walked away from me. And I I felt like I was riding really good in the heat race. So, for me, that's just the benchmark right now is try to get up to that, that level again. And then from there, start to uh, uh, build. You know, like, this season was last minute. But, like I told you, if this season didn't happen, I don't think next year would happen in the following year. So, I had to get back down here and grabbing the first bike, seeing my brother's bikes, and... <laughs> Uh, last ditch effort to come race was maybe not the best idea but at the same time it gave me hope to race for years to come
0: right right and by the way I, that wasn't a dig at chris blows by, by any means it's just someone that i know you've raced before up here in the uh, in the tighter stuff for sure so that's that's why i just kind of mentioned him but now you ended up kind of by yourself too and you obviously must have known that were you look i think it was nick uh, nick thury behind you or something uh, and then a kind of a gap ahead of you were you aware of, you know, the distance ahead of you and who was behind you closing, and were you kind of uh, pacing yourself up there in that uh, 12 spot?
1: Yeah, I found myself racing a little bit behind me um, after. So I think at one point I was, uh, well, I was on, on um oh, I forget the kid's name now. I'm bad with names, but number 40 on Suzuki, and I was oh, right racing with him, and I should have probably... Yeah, I think if I would have got past him, it would have helped me a bit. But I kind of just rode behind him and thinking, you know, it'll help me. And he was riding good, and he did ride good. But then it kind of started making me race behind me because I was kind of, like, content with where I was at. When I started racing behind me, it was when I started kind of dropping off, dropping off, dropping off. But, um, yeah, like, uh, I think Wadesman ended up 10th and you know he was behind me at one point right and like i say i i i think if i could have stuck with it a little bit more in the beginning i might have had a chance of at least maybe not holding on to tenth but being closer to that tenth place spot versus kind of racing behind me earlier on in the race
0: right for sure yeah i, uh, I think wageman got by you there at uh, somewhere right around the halfway mark King, just just after the half sort of thing but uh all right well i mean so obviously the key takeaway here is that there's improvement you're feeling more and more comfortable out there i mean Obviously, you look to, you look good out there, and that's a, a respectable finish. It's obviously you think you can be there a little further up. Obviously, once uh, once you get things rolling, but what's um what what's this week look like? Now we're heading uh, back down to your kind of home base there and getting ready to head to San Diego, right? So, what do you do this week?
1: Yeah, like I'm uh, probably gonna ride two days this week. I rode three days last week, which is great because I need a seat time, but. I also felt like I was kind of like a little bit sore from how much I rode. That um, Plus the travel, like we left, I had to leave Thursday night, drive, I think it was, you know, 450 miles up to Oakland, (laughs) which in the RV takes about eight hours or so.
0: Right.
1: This weekend, you know, 70 miles, 60 miles, 70 miles. So a lot more local, not having to do that drive, able to just kind of like focus on just getting good quality riding in maybe do two days um and more so just work on some of the things that I wasn't doing great this weekend and then yeah get ready get the race bike ready and head down to San Diego I'm kind of looking forward to it because I raced there twice in 2016 and both times we raced there I thought it was a really like good track good dirt and kind of um a little bit more familiar to me like felt like it was more of a like east coast round but um, yeah, I think it, it should be good. And I haven't even looked at the track map, but I'm sure it's going to be another technical and beefy track.
0: All right, Cole. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you getting back to us here. Um, I'll uh, I'll be back in action there in San Diego. I won't. Uh, I'm not going to uh, shadow you quite maybe as uh, severely as I did at uh, A1. But uh, don't worry, I'll be lurking. Um, yeah, so I look forward to that. Um, yeah. Before we let you go, do you want? I mean, got to get you to thank some people there, man. If you'd like
1: yeah uh i've up my list so I don't miss anyone but sure. um here obviously it's uh park King of the store and then sorry I should be more prepared on this stuff
0: <laughs> that's okay
1: you can cut this out yeah. yeah um park the Thor, oakley and then m7 graphics or m7 design factory connection rental recluse works connection fmf the shoals ride Dunlop, um kevin tyler at mx 101 for the motor and then uh yeah i guess uh my brothers and the inside inside x crew for letting me use their bikes
0: <laughs> all right excellent man well have a good week um yeah come into uh, san diego fresh and uh, i'll see you there and yeah man have a great week and thank you very much for chatting with us thank you billy all right man talk to you soon see you bye-bye
1: All right, thanks. Bye.